Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a personal practice coach for the Brady Group, and I've been in your shoes. I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe, and you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. So today we have a special guest, James Petty, founder of Prime Dental Leads, is going to be joining us. James first got into online marketing and lead generation for business in 2000, and he quickly understood that if a business is going to be successful in the new internet age, they have to have a profitable internet marketing strategy in place. So James, thank you so much for taking time to join us today and share. I know you've been working with some of our Brady Group members over the last few years and have been really successful in, in helping them grow their dental practices. Can you give us kind of an updated overview of the services that Prime Dental Leads is offering right now? Absolutely. So um, we're a full service dental marketing company. Um, pretty much anything online we're able to do. So we do Facebook marketing. We have some very solid Facebook campaigns that are performing really well uh, across the board in all of our practices. Google AdWords, you know, for PPC, Google Organic Search or SEO. Um, we also have a very good remarketing campaign that I know a lot of different marketing companies don't typically offer. And uh, we can do websites, logos, print, you name it. So, um, you know, we're a full service agency that can, I think, can take care of pretty much anything uh, dental practice might need from a marketing standpoint. Okay, super. Yeah, it's a one-stop shop, it sounds like. So as uh, I talk with Dennis, and I'm sure you hear this too, you talk about Facebook marketing and AdWords and you know, SEO and remarketing and all of these things. Uh, it's so overwhelming to a, a dentist, a small business owner, basically. And, uh, you know, what for somebody who feels that way, that's just extremely overwhelmed by the prospect of marketing their practice, what should be priority for somebody who isn't really doing a whole lot at this point? Yeah, that's a really great question because um, I think online marketing specifically has gotten more complicated over the years, not less complicated. I mean, I remember when, you know, online marketing started to really be something that practices, you know, kind of had to be doing if they were really serious about doing any sort of marketing. And there were only, you know, a couple of options, really. It made things, I guess, a little bit easier in the sense that you didn't have all these different platforms to choose from. Right. So, you know, my advice, I think for most uh, practices is that, you know, don't get sidetracked by the different platforms. You need to come up with a marketing plan. Once you have that plan together, then you can focus on which platform is going to make the most sense for you to focus on. Rarely do we have a practice that's, you know, using every single one of those platforms, especially effectively, just because, you know, not every practice has unlimited budget and time. So you kind of have to, you know, focus on the areas that are working out best for your practice. Um, but I, I would say coming up with a plan of what you want to accomplish, because I feel like when I, I talk to practices and doctors, you know, they're like, well, we're, we're doing this and we're doing this. And I think it's more of something they feel they need to be doing and they don't really have a plan of what are they trying to accomplish on that platform. You know what I mean? So, you know, like for example, with Facebook, they're like, well, we're, you know, I might hear we're posting, you know, regular updates on Facebook or, you know, we have a blog and we're, we're trying to post blog updates, you know, regularly. And that's great. But I think, you know, taking a few steps back and really getting a foundational plan together would probably, 
you know, be something that would help them out, you know, dramatically trying to determine, you know, are we running some sort of promotion? What type of, you know, patients uh, are we trying to get in? Are we running, you know, we want, are we trying to build hygiene? Are we trying to get, you know, people in for uh, implants or Invisalign, you know, really try to get specific, I think, on what their goals are. And, you know, that I think is probably one of the bigger mistakes, you know, that we see. Um, of course, you know, it can be difficult when you don't really understand the pros and cons uh, of those platforms. I get that. But I think if they at least have a plan together of what they're, you know, what they're trying to target, um, I think it'll, you know, get them some better results. Right. So if somebody is, let's say they want to get more new patients who are interested in, Invis- in Invisalign. Uh, so, you know, being that it's overwhelming, what, uh, you know, you're saying basically they need a plan. What all should be included in that plan if that's their overall goal? Well, then we, I would say they need to start thinking of it in terms of a marketing funnel, you know, and I know that probably sounds a little bit complicated, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to put your mind in what are the steps that a new patient is going to be taking before they, you know, get into the office, right? And right. that's really where the plan comes in. So, you know, if let's just say somebody has a very, you know, limited budget, I, I would say they probably need to be putting most of their focus on their website and making sure their website converts. I think that's something that most practices don't really think about. You know, they're like, well, I've got a website, you know, they just kind of check it off. But the website is probably going to be the single most important factor on how effective, you know, any sort of marketing the practice is doing. And, um, you know, I realize it can be a little bit difficult to kind of understand what their conversion is if they're not, you know, a marketing person, they don't come from a marketing background, but, you know, maybe take a look at, you know, take a hard look at your own website and and look at it and say, you know, look at some of your competitors' websites and ask yourself if somebody doesn't know anything about me and they're, you know, let's just say shopping around for Invisalign, what is going to separate myself, my practice, you know, in in the website from your competitors practices. And if you feel like you're not in, you know, I would say the the top tier, then you're going to, you're going to struggle, you know, from a conversion standpoint, because that's pretty much exactly what's happening. You know, it's so easy for uh, new patients, you know, to kind of shop around. I mean, obviously location, you know, convenience, but really they're, I think they're looking for authority. You know, they want somebody that they can trust, somebody that they can identify with. And that's where, you know, your website's going to come into play. Things like having, um, you know, having an inexpensive photo shoot done, for example, I think is something that pretty much any practice could probably do. And, you know, getting those photos, especially of the doctor, front and center at the top of the page on the header. I think that's something that, you know, we typically see increased conversion on the sites. Um, Another thing that is typically lacking is what I call call to actions. Um, you know, it's kind of like imagine, you know, one of your uh, one of your Brady clients has, you know, a patient come in. If you're not having that conversation with them about what their needs are and an opportunity for case presentation, then you're, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. And it's the right. same thing with your website. You need to be prompting those similar questions on your website that you might have, you know, there in person, whether, you know, that's for Invisalign or, you know something as simple as hygiene, but I I like to have at least three on every page of the site. Um, And, you know, something that kind of stands out graphically and pops is usually better. It could be a phone number. It could be, you know, question directing them to a form. Um, But I would say that's something that's typically lacking on, you know, 90 plus percent of the sites that we see. Um, All right. So you mentioned, um, 
as far as effectiveness, what's interesting to me, because, you know, like you, probably not near as many as you, but I get the opportunity to view a lot of different websites. And it's amazing to me how many just simply have the practice name. Uh, but you, it's difficult to find the dentist <laughs> on the website. Uh, why are people doing that? That seems to be a trend where they're putting, you know, you, you can't find a dentist uh, or who, you know, you're actually going to be seeing, but uh, they have just the practice name. So I think it's twofold. One, you know, corporate dentistry, right, is getting a lot yep. bigger. And so, you know, they're, they're not wanting to have, you know, the, uh, the dentist too associated with their brand name. But um, all kidding aside, you know, I think the second thing is I think people, um, I don't want to say that they're insecure, but they're more private. And they, you know, they don't want to kind of put themselves out there. You know, I've had that conversation okay. before with a newer dentist. And they were, you know, pretty adamantly opposed to, you know, even having their photos used in the advertising campaign. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hate to say it, but something like that's a big red flag because, you know, like it or not in the, you know, the dental industry, I would say probably the single biggest factor on whether or not somebody is going to choose a practice is absolutely the doctor. And whether it's when they come in and meet them or, you know, they're taking a look at the website that, that page that talks about the doctor, for example, is usually the second most visited page off of any dental website that we manage. And I think, yeah, okay. so I think, and that kind of ties into the point, you know, that, and I think it's something that honestly, everybody can forget, but you have to listen to the market. You know I mean? You can't come in with preconceived notions on what you want to do. If you want to be successful, you have to listen to the market. And so if, if the market's telling you this is the second most visited page, then you really need to put some time, energy, you know, maybe even some money into making sure that that page and, and therefore, you know, I would say the doctor is presented in the best light uh, possible. And, and to be honest, it doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, I, I remember we had this uh, practice in uh, Bastrop and the doctor had a photo of himself on, you know, his, you know, kind of farm slash ranch that he had. And he's just on his front porch but he just looked very genuine and people responded extremely well to the photos uh, that he had. Oh, and, it, and it made, and it made a big difference. I mean, I remember we launched the site and we didn't have, you know, really any of our marketing up and running yet. And we already saw an uptick in the new patients wow. that were coming through, you know, through call tracking and things like that. So, um, you know, it can make a big difference. And, and yeah, if it doesn't, so, then, then change the photo, <laughs> change what you're saying. <laughs> you know, you got to play around with it. It's, it's not a set and forget, at least it usually isn't. Right. Well, I, what you just said is so key. I, I think they, uh, like you said, it's a box they check off. Done my way. I've done my website. It's done and don't have to worry about that. And so I, I love that you, you mentioned, this is really kind of an evolving thing that, that, uh, you know, we have to, to measure progress and, uh, make changes as appropriate. I love the authentic uh, photo. I think that's great. People want to be able to relate to dentists on a, a level other than, you know, he works on my teeth. And so that's fun. Um, so let me ask you this. What about, say, a, a new practice that wants to grow? What is most important for them? You mentioned website. Is there something else that uh, someone in that situation ought to be focusing on? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that, that we do is we really sit down, I think, and hammer out that plan. You know, I, like, I had a conversation um, with a new practice owner, you know, just the other day. And, you know, 
it was kind of a long call. You know, I'm looking back at it in hindsight because we're, we're really kind of going through the pros and cons of all these different platforms. We're talking, you know, options as far as, you know, practice promotion. But I remember, you know, one of the, one of the questions and answers that I think we got down to, which was really important was, okay, look, you know, what is your goal for these new patients? Like, I understand you want to get an extra two new patients a day, right? Which is quite a bit from, from where this particular practice is at. You know, are you wanting those to go into hygiene? You know, she you know, was talking about how she was interested in Invisalign. She's like, well, actually, yeah, hy hygiene's terrible right now. We, we got we to gotta get people in the door. And I'm a big proponent, too, you know, of building um, hygiene for the practice just because there's so much case uh, presentation opportunity through that. You just never really know, you know, what you're going to get. But, um, you know, I think once we understood, okay, that's what our goal is, then I was able to direct her over to the Facebook platform because Facebook platform, I would say, is going to be the best place um, to put, you know, your, your marketing dollars in for okay. getting new patients in the door, especially if you have some sort of, um, you know, promotion, right? I mean, you know, something as small as offering, you know, free teeth whitening can take, you know, like, I mean, you know, we run branding campaigns where there's no particular offer, but I can tell you from a, a number standpoint and just, you know, you know, what are you actively trying to do? And if you're really trying to grow and ramp things up, you know, having some sort of hook out there from a marketing standpoint is really important. Um, but I, I would definitely recommend practices look into, and when I say marketing on Facebook, I mean, I'm talking about purchasing ads, not right. necessarily posting on your Facebook personal page because, you know, the big advantage for Facebook is that you can get in front of so many people for relatively small amount of money in comparison to something like, say, Google AdWords or print or something like that. And okay. you can really target, you know, around your office. You can, you know, target people that live and work around the office within a certain mile radius. Um, and, um, you know, the ads I think can really speak to people as well. That's where having some of those nice assets come into play because believe it or not, I mean, the, the photos, you know, that you're going to use for your ads, you know, they're going to make or break the campaign. So if, you know, I, I talk to practices on the regular basis that said, well, we, we tried running some ads and it just didn't work. And, and I will admit, I mean, it's, it's not simple. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, but um, you know, once you get it figured out, you should be able to consistently draw patients in because I would say, I mean, we don't have a single practice that we are running a campaign for, let's say hygiene using Facebook that isn't consistently generating, you know, new patients every month. Uh, I mean, it's a matter of degree, you know, some locations, the market responds a little bit better. Some, you know, may have a different offer, but at the end of the day, every single month, you know, new patients are being added to their hygiene schedule, uh, through that platform. Okay. So what would you say, because I hear this periodically, uh, dentists will say, well, I don't like social media. I don't understand it. Uh, or maybe they're concerned about uh, just the, the possible liability. They, they don't want to make themselves vulnerable, I guess. Um, I, do you hear that often? Yeah, I do. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm really no big fan of the Facebook platform. <laughs> I don't really particularly care for Zuckerberg myself, you know, all the right. censorship and stuff they're doing. But, uh, you know, I, it, for me, you know, again, it's you got to listen to the market and like yeah. it or not, the majority of the population on the planet. Right. Remember that, that's something always sink it in. The majority of the population on the planet has a Facebook account and a, and a majority of that majority uses Facebook. So. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really care what anybody says about, you know, some of these other threatening platforms, you know, Facebook is the king beast right now. And there's a lot of people on there 
And therefore, you know, you want to get your message where those people are. So, you know, try to try to remove personal feelings from it because I hate to say it, but in marketing, your personal feelings don't matter at all. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, we're, we're honestly, we're proved wrong all the time because I just, you know, I like doing tests. We'll split test six different ads and I'll look and say, okay, you know, based on my own personal opinion, you know, I, I, I think this is a great photo of the doctor, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, very often that is not the one that performs best. So, you know, you really have to listen to the market. Uh, I mean, if you want to be successful, I mean, here's the thing, you know, if you're running a branding campaign, then absolutely, you know, you want to have your personal thumbprint and your, you know, the image that you want to portray into it. But, okay. you know, that's what that's kind of goes back to the plan. If, if at the end of the day, you're going to judge the effectiveness of what you're doing on how many new patients are coming in the door from whatever it is, you, you have to try to remove that that personal bias because it will trip you up almost every single time. It's it's kind of funny. Right. Well, we see that often. I think oftentimes dentists can be without generalizing, but I hear this a lot. They're they're mindset whenever it comes to marketing their website everything else it's almost like they are trying to impress their competition or their peers more so than gain new patients and you know it's uh, it's really interesting to see that and so i think you're exactly right it has to there has to be some compartmentalization there uh, and understanding what is our what are we trying to accomplish here not just posting, not just um, randomly putting things out there and being very clinical or whatnot. But uh, so thank you for that. That's, that's awesome. What um, kind of shifting a little bit here, what do you feel like most dental practices are either lacking when it comes to promotion or maybe what is uh, one of the, the biggest mistakes you see them make? Well, um, you know, maybe in that same vein, you know, cause I know we're, you know, we're kind of hitting on, you know, practices that maybe, you know, don't have much of a marketing budget allocated versus those that, that do, you know, maybe I can okay. just kind of comment on, um, you know, hit, I guess, from a couple different points. So, you know, one of the, the trends that I guess we've been seeing, you know, here recently, and I think COVID, you know, has probably accelerated it more so than, than before is, you know, how you're communicating with patients. So, you know, for example, text message is becoming huge. I mean, we, we do not have a practice, I would say right now, that's doing, you know, big volume, you know, very successful with their marketing that isn't utilizing uh, text message communication for, for even trying to book the appointment, right? So I think, you know, right. that understanding that trend and making sure you have some, some systems in place, you know, there in the office. So for example, you know, we have a software, Prime Local, that we use um, for all of our uh, marketing campaigns now, and it allows, um, you know, whoever's working at the front desk and communicating with the patients to send their message both via text and email, right? So kind of like the old way of thinking was, you know, you'll go in, you'll send your email and, you know, hopefully there's like an office cell phone or, or something, right? You, sh you shoot them a text. Well, now what we're finding is that, you know, having the ability to essentially type out, you know, on your desktop computer, for example, what, you know, you want to say to them and then send that directly to their uh, mobile phone, you know, that can be the difference between the campaign being, you know, maybe average and it being, you know, really well, uh, performing really well. So um, that's, I think, a trend that pretty much all practices, you know, could maybe, you know, take advantage of from a marketing standpoint. And then that also ties into uh, web chat. Uh, web chat has been something that, you know, I think was kind of 
middling, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, but right. we're seeing it really uh, be utilized. I mean, I would say pretty much every single one of our practices that is utilizing it is probably picking up, you know, an extra two or three new patients a month, at least from it. Oh, wow. So, you know, and that's something that's relatively affordable to get added, you know, on, but I think it's also something that maybe a lot of practices don't think about. Um, but, you know, it is a big decision because the practices that we have that I've spoken to that don't want to utilize it, it's not so much that they don't see the potential benefit as they don't really feel confident that they have, um, you know, the systems in place for their staff to utilize it. So, so they're worried, you know, somebody's going to message them on the web chat, but that person's not going to be able to get a timely response. Um, and, and that okay. is a good consideration because, you know, that, that definitely ties into what I would say one of the biggest issues that we see um, from a marketing campaign standpoint is, you know, you've got to, you know, if, if you're fortunate enough to have, you know, a new patient opportunity come through your marketing efforts, you need to be, you know, communicating them with, uh, with them as quickly as possible and as friendly, you know, as possible. Having somebody on the phone that really understands that's their, you know, that's their primary job or not primary job, but that's an important, you know, part of their, you know, daily routine. Um, a lot of new practices that we've, you know, had issues with, I think what'll end up happening is they'll have somebody that's been doing, you know, let's just say their day-to-day -day routine for however, you know, many years or whatnot. And suddenly, you know, this practice may have never marketed before. And the doctor says, okay, great. I'm going to have you do, you know, this, this, this now for, you know, communicating with the new patient opportunities. That person, you know, that they may not be comfortable doing that. They may not like doing that. And now suddenly, you know, you're, you're missing. I mean, we've, we've got practices that have missed up to 50% of their inbound phone calls. It's crazy. Um, oh, so, wow. yes, I, I hear you. <laughs> so anyway, those are considerations um, that I think all practices, you know, need to kind of think about, but, but those two things, text message um, and web chat, okay. you know, that's something that, that I think, you know, if a practice is not doing that now, the doctor really needs to ask themselves why they aren't and what they can maybe do to try them out. So here's the thing. They could try it out for three, six months and just see if it's something that's, you know, benefiting the practice. If it's not, you know, they can always revert back to the way they were doing. But from our standpoint, what we're seeing working, you know, kind of on the ground, that's, that's been uh, a big, a big thing. Um, in fact, we're actually, you know, trying to take it, I guess, kind of to the next level. Um, and this is something we've been, you know, working on rolling out this year. So we are big into trying to automate things to help make the campaigns more successful for the staff and for the practice. Right. So, I mean, you got to imagine, let's okay. just say you're running a, an average campaign with us and you're getting, you know, I don't know, maybe you've got 30, you know, new patient opportunities, you know, a month that are getting kind of, you know, we're collecting their information, name, phone number, preferred appointment time, email address, et cetera. You can imagine over a three or six month period, it's unrealistic to expect, you know, maybe one or, or two people max to be able to follow up with hundreds of people that showed some interest over a period of time. So yes. what we're doing is we have, you know, text messages, uh, emails, you know, that are going out uh, on an automated basis uh, to these folks to try to get them to, you know, call and book that appointment. And it makes a big difference. So one of the things that, you know, that we can do now is imagine that you have a page, for example, on Invisalign. And let's say you've really spent some time, you've got it, you know, decked out. Well, maybe have a, a form, for example, with questions on that page. And we can set it up so that if somebody submits their contact information in that, you know, form or answers those questions, we can actually automate follow-up specific to, for example, Invisalign. 
So they'll, they could get text okay. messages or emails over the next, you know, let's just say 30 days, um, trying to get them to, you know, call and, and book that consultation is an example. Um, so I, I think that's something that's kind of the future, um, you know, here over the next couple of years, you know, really trying to automate things um, from a, a mark, from a campaign standpoint. But um, okay. Super. So I've got a question along sure. that, that line, along those lines there. So I think uh, if people reach out on a website, for example, and the dental office calls to follow up and doesn't catch them, you know, I have a lot of practices that are, you know, have different platforms where that's the case and they, they follow up once or twice and don't hear back. I feel like that's a huge mistake. And based on what you're saying, uh, you know, they definitely need to have, you know, drip system, some other type of follow-up, which now it sounds like you guys are offering. Do you have any statistics or any information on um, how many follow-ups on average it takes for a potential patient to respond? It's a difficult question because it's, it's really all over the map. Um, and, and I think it mm -hmm. partially depends on, you know, where, you know, where you're finding the patients or how they're finding you. Right. So like, for example, Facebook, okay. you know, one of the disadvantages I would say with Facebook is, I mean, most, you know, let's face it, people are on there to socialize. They're, you know, they're looking at pictures of their friends and their family. You know, they're not, they're not going right. on Google, you know, typing in, you know, best dentist near me or something. So they're not, they're not necessarily actively searching. So their urgency to book that appointment is going to be a lot lower than somebody that's, you know, doing like an, a Google organic search, for example. So that's going to skew right. the numbers as far as the number of follow-ups. So, you know, that, that, that kind of comes back to the plan, right? That's something you got to think about. You know, if your plan is, okay, look, we're going to be doing this, this, and this, and we're going to focus on Facebook, you know, you need to understand that those folks are going to require more follow-up than, you know, somebody that's a referral, for example, you know, and so that's something you, you definitely have to follow up with. But I, but I think it really depends. Um, I would say, generally speaking, it's more of a time standpoint. So okay. I would say, you know, let's just use Facebook as an example. Um, you know, majority that you're going to get in would probably be within, you know, schedule at least within probably the first 30 days. And then probably, you know, within 90 days is when you're going to kind of, you know, have gotten the most out of that particular new patient opportunity. Um, not to say that it's not worth it following up past that, but you have to be careful. You know, you don't want to be bugging somebody, you know, you want to try to respect their, their privacy. And typically past that point, it's going to be, you know, unlikely you'll be able to get them in. Um, but that's kind of where something like remarketing comes in. Um, you know, we, we you know, we can yes. kind of, you know, show them, you know, your branding and your ads just to stay in front of them because it's all about when they're ready. I mean, that, that's the thing, you know, you got to understand, doesn't matter what platform it is or who it is, you know, someone's not going to schedule until they're ready. I mean, you want to make it as easy as possible for them, but they've got to want to come in. Right. No, oh, absolutely. So just real quickly, because this was always so intriguing to me and I find that so many don't realize what remarketing actually is. Can you just speak to that, define it so people understand what remarketing actually. Sure. So uh, basically the way remarketing works is think of it as you're building a list of, you know, people that have interacted with, let's just say, you know, your website or your, your campaign as an example, and you kind of determine, you know, what that interaction is going to be. And then, you know, so essentially you want to have a list of people that have shown some level of interest in your practice. 
And then from there, you can decide how often and pretty much where you're going to market to them. But as a general rule, you know, you want to just stay in front of them. You know, Facebook, again, is a great platform to remarket on just because you can have some really good graphical ads that you can show them. But you can also do it on Facebook. I'm sorry, on websites. Um, you know, pretty much okay. if you go and look at a product on Amazon, you know, I, I would venture to guess there's probably very few people that have not seen some sort of ad pop up somewhere um, talking about that product. Amazon, you know, is really good about doing remarketing and things like that. But it's a it's a great investment yeah. because the budget you'll spend on remarketing is extremely small in comparison to what you would be running, let's say, on a monthly basis to buy ads on Facebook or, you know, Google or something. Okay, super. Thank you for that. So let me ask you this, James. What is the next step if someone's interested in finding out how you and, and Prime Dental Leads can best help them grow their practice? Yeah, so um, I would say the best thing to do is for us to set up a time uh, to discuss, and, and I'm happy to do it in person uh, with, with any practice, and come up with a plan. Find out where you're at and find out you know what kind of plan makes sense. And I feel like regardless of whether or not a doctor decides they want to market with us, at a minimum, they're going to have some sort of actionable, you know, marketing plan that we'll hash out to decide what makes sense, you know, for their practice. Um, but um, yeah, have them just go uh, to our website um, or they can email me directly, uh, primedentalleads.com or jamespetty at primedentalleads.com and they can shoot me an email. We can set something up. Um, either one of those will be a real easy way to communicate. Okay, super. Thank you for that. And, and we'll be sure and share that information in the link to the podcast. Uh, but I appreciate you joining us, James. This is something that we always get so many questions about. It, it was a lot of fun for me to be able to catch up and hear some of the, the newer things you've doing, been doing. It's been a while since we've uh, been able to chat. So thank you. I appreciate you joining thank us. Thank you so today. much for having me on. It was really great to hear from you, Amy. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. All right. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. James is offering a free marketing plan. Just give him a call at 512-877-6166 or you can email him at jamespetty at primedentalleads.com. jamespetty, P-E-T-T-Y at primedentalleads.com.